Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Take a look here this morning in 1 Kings chapter number 5, if you would. Uh, We're in a uh, transitioning passage of Scripture in the book of 1 Kings as uh, King Solomon is uh, assumed the throne of Israel. Uh, David, of course, has passed away. Uh, Solomon has become king of Israel. The Bible says in verse number 1 of chapter 5, it says this, And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father. For Hiram was ever a lover of David. Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that David my father could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God, for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. And behold, I purpose to build an house, Unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build an house unto my name. Now therefore, command thou that they hew me cedar trees out of Lebanon. My servants shall be with thy servants. Unto thee will I give hire for thy servants according to all that thou shalt appoint. For thou knowest that there is not among us any any that can skill to hewn timber like unto the Sidonians. And it came to pass, when Hiram heard the words of Solomon, that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people. And Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have considered the things which thou sentest to me for. And I will do all thy desire concerning timber of cedar and concerning timber of fir. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon unto the sea, and I will convey them by the sea in floats unto the place that thou shalt appoint me. And I will cause them to be discharged there, and thou shalt receive them, and shalt accomplish my desire in giving food for my household. So Hiram gave Solomon cedar trees and fir trees according to all his desire. And Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat for food for his household, and 20,000 measures of pure oil thus solomon to or thus gave solomon hiram year by year and the lord gave solomon wisdom as he promised him and there was peace between hiram and solomon and there and they and they too made 
a league together. Solomon raised a levy out of all Israel, and the levy was 30,000 men. And he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month by courses. A month they were in Lebanon, and two months at home. And Adoniram was over the levy, and Solomon had threescore ten thousand that bear burdens and four thousand hewers in the mountains. Beside the chief of Solomon's officers, which were over the work, three thousand and three hundred which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. And the king commanded that they brought stones and costly stones and huge stones and laid the foundations of the house. And Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders did hew them and the, square, and the stone squares, so they prepared timber and stones to build the house. I want you to take note in verse number 5, one phrase here, one phrase. In verse number 5, Solomon said, And behold, I purpose to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God. If you're in the habit of marking in your Bibles, notice that phrase, I purpose to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. I purpose. I purpose. I purpose to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Revival has a purpose. Last week, we considered the topic that revival is personal. This week, I want to try to help us understand that revival has a purpose. It has a purpose. What is that purpose, and how can we discover that purpose, and how can we apply that purpose to our lives? Let's pray together, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning. God, we need your help. God, as we understand that revival is personal, God, if we don't purpose for it and have a desire for it, it will likely never happen. Again, Father, we, we, we see and we know and we examine and, and, and we look upon our, our culture at hand. And we examine our own lives and we look at all that has happened. We see the state in which we live in. We see the need of revival. Father, we know until we purpose for it, it won't come. And Father, we know unless you send it, it won't come. Unless we see you for who you are, it won't come. But Father, I pray this morning that you would help us to understand the purpose of revival. God, I pray that you would help me 
this morning to have clarity of thought, a purpose of heart this morning. God, I pray that you would remove any distractions that would be upon hearts and minds this morning. God, that you would remove the distractions from the room that we could focus upon your word this day. God, that your will and your will alone might be done. Please help us in this. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Revival is personal, and secondly, revival has a purpose. I want you to see first off this morning the description of a purpose. The description of a purpose. A purpose is that which a person sets before himself as an object to be reached or accomplished. Now, in this passage of Scripture this morning, we see the example of Solomon. Solomon, of course, as the example in 1 Kings chapter 5, he gives us the story of David, his father. David, a great man, we find in the New Testament in the book of Acts, a man that God describes as being a man after his own heart. A man that David sought to be like God. A man that failed often, but yet sought to be after God. A man that pursued God. Solomon following David as the third king of Israel. He said, I'm going to build a house for God. It was something that David had a desire to do. It was really David's plan. It was really David's desire. David had this desire to see a house built for God. He said, I want to see somewhere that would glorify God. That God's name could be placed. And David went to God and said, I want to do this. And God said, no. You can't. God said, David, you can't do this because just, you just have too much blood on your hands. As a man of war, no. David, upon his deathbed, knew that Solomon was going to follow in his stead and called Solomon in and gave Solomon this vision. Said Solomon, here's my desire, here's what I've always wanted to do. Solomon caught that vision. Solomon caught that purpose. And said, You know, I see it, Dad. 
I see it. Solomon sought to not be a king of war. He sought to be a king of peace. And he accomplished it. He accomplished it. He sought to have a unity and to find peace with other nations around him. And he did. Unity. He had a purpose that he wanted to reach and accomplish in an object, an end aim that had a view that was directed, that had a plan and a measure. A purpose is something that has an intention or a design that has an end in view. When Solomon said in verse number 5, Behold, I purpose to build an house unto the name of the Lord. As the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build an house unto my name. God told David, you're not going to, but your son will. Your son will. And Solomon said, I purpose to do what God told my father I would do. I wonder this morning, do we have a desire to have revival? Remember what we said last week. For years, for decades, I have heard my entire life in church. I, I couldn't tell you when I began attending church. I can tell you when I began paying attention in church. How many of you know there's a difference? I can tell you when I began paying attention in church. But I can remember paying attention in church and hearing, we need revival. Oh, we need a revival. But I've not seen one. In over 30 years of hearing, we need a revival. I've not seen one. What's the problem? What's the problem? Again, I told you last week, you're looking at the problem. And when you look in the mirror, you're looking at the problem. We are the problem. But too often we want to blame our culture and we want to blame our society. And I'm not saying that our culture and our society is not part of the problem, but until we start looking here first, we're not going to experience revival. Until we get out of our own way and understand who God is, we're not going to see revival. But until we purpose, 
And understand that revival has a purpose. We have this description of a purpose. It has an end inside. It has an end in sight. Solomon said, Behold, I purpose. I wonder this morning. I wonder this morning. Would you be willing to develop a purpose in your life to say, I want revival. I want revival. Now look, there's a difference. And I want to explain this. Because see, for far too long, and we could say this, we could say it this way, I want to see revival in America. I want to see revival in America. America needs revival. The world. I want to see revival in the world. The world needs the gospel. I want to see it. I want to see revival in America. I want to see revival in Ohio. I want to see revival in North Jackson. I want to see revival in Lordstown. I want to see revival at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Hold on. Revival's personal. You see, until I purpose and desire to have revival here, I'll never see it here. Because here's the deal. Revival could happen here at Bailey Road Baptist Church. And if it doesn't happen here, I'll miss it. I'll miss it. So what we have to do, what we have to do is we have to say, okay, look, I'm going to purpose to ask God to start revival here. And if revival happens here at Bailey Road, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want it to happen here first. And then if God does it at Bailey Road, then God can do it in Lordstown, and God can do it in North Jackson, and God can do it in the Mahoning Valley. But I want it to purpose here. Here. So I just wonder. I'm not asking for a show of hands. I'm not asking for an invitation right now. I I just wonder, who would purpose? Who would set for a desire, for a plan, for an end goal to say, God, revive me. Because revival has a purpose. Revive me. Now look. Number two, in this purpose, 
And in this description of a purpose, there is a desire. There is a desire of the purpose. So we have the description of a purpose. There's an end in view. But I ask you this morning, what do you desire for your life's end? What do you desire for your life's end? Solomon is writing to Hiram, king of Tyree. He says, I have a purpose. God's given me this purpose. He says, but Hiram, I can't accomplish this purpose without you. Isn't that interesting? He says, I need you to do something for me. I need you. I need you to give me some cedar trees out of Lebanon. He said, now I'm going to send some servants to you and I need you to give them some trees. Because I have a purpose. And I can't do my purpose without you doing your purpose. He says, so I'm giving you my desire. So Hiram gets the letter. Did you see his response? He rejoiced greatly. And he blessed the Lord. Look at verse 7. He rejoiced greatly and blessed the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people, he said. And he said, verse number 8, I will do all that thy desire concerning the timber of cedar and concerning timber of fir. He said, everything you desire, Solomon, it's done. Just send your servants. Everything. Everything. So Solomon, he gets an army together. That's what it means in verse number 13. He raised a levy out of all Israel. He put some servants together, 30,000 men, as a matter of fact. It's a lot of men. It's a lot of men. And they went to work. And I want you to go into chapter 6, if you would, real quickly. It says it came to pass in verse number 1. The 480th year, after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt in the, four, uh, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month of Ziph, and in the second month he began to build the house of the Lord. And the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, and it gives the dimensions of it. And it goes through and describes everything. Then I want you to jump over to chapter 8, if you would. It's chapter 6, chapter 7 goes through and it gives everything here. They start gathering everything. In chapter 8, the Bible says in verse 1, Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel, and the heads of the tribes, the chief, of the fathers of the children of Israel unto Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the Ark of the Covenant out of, of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And they're there. They brought the Ark up. And they're sacrificing. Verse 6, the priest brought in the Ark. 
Verse 10, it says, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. So the house is built. It's there. It says, So that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. So check this out. The house is built. They're dedicating the house. The glory of the Lord filled the house. They couldn't go in. They're scared. The glory of the Lord filled the house. And they said, we're not going in there. Uh Uh-uh. Solomon stopped and look what he said. Look at this. This is powerful. Then Solomon spake, in verse 12, The Lord said, Can I say that again? The Lord said that He would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee an house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide forever. And the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood. He said, the Lord said, I will dwell in the thick darkness. I ask you this morning, what's the desire of your purpose? What's the desire for your life's end? Look, I'm going somewhere with this. You see, Solomon built a temple. David said, I want somewhere for God's glory to be. God said, nah. But Solomon can't. Solomon said, I have a purpose. I have a purpose for my life. We have the description of what a purpose is. We have an understanding of what a desire is. And Solomon said, I have a desire. Here we go. Hold on. What is God's purpose for your life? What is God's purpose for your life? They wouldn't go into the temple when God's glory filled it. They were scared to death. So we're not going in there. It's dark. Solomon said, well, God said he would dwell in the darkness. And not just the darkness, but the thick darkness. Get in there. It's all good. How many of you are scared of the dark? Be honest. Amen. Me too, Miss Alice. I am too. Me too. I'm still scared of the dark sometimes. How about spirit? How about this? I, I know you're, you're, you're not afraid of the dark, dark, but how many of you are afraid of the spiritual darkness? There you go. God said he'd dwell there. 
about now? About now? Now hold on a second. See, we're talking about we're talking about the temple, right? We're talking about the temple that Solomon built. The temple that Solomon built. He had a purpose. Now I've asked you already, what's God's purpose for your life? Will you look with me in the New Testament? 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, please. Because revival's personal. Solomon built a temple. God wouldn't let David do it. The description of a purpose is there's an end. There's an intention. There's a design that has an end in view. There's a desire of a purpose. But I want to tell you number three this morning. There's a demand of our purpose. Whether you understand the purpose or not, you have a purpose. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in the last two verses, actually go back to, go back to verse number 15. He says, Know ye not that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body for two? Saith he shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit? Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth without the body is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. He says in verse number 19, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Ooh. Hold on a second. You mean to tell me that we're a temple? That Holy Spirit of God dwells inside of us? That's exactly what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit of God dwells inside of us. We're not our own. And we have a purpose. He tells us the purpose 
in verse number 20. So not only do we have a demand of our purpose, He gives us the declaration of our purpose. The demand is that we have been bought with a price. The declaration is that we therefore, look what He says, glorify God. Glorify God. That's the purpose of revival. The purpose of revival in our lives is that we would glorify God in and with our lives. We have to want it. We have to desire it. We have to understand that I'm the one hindering it. I'm the one that's stopping it. I'm the one that's getting in my own way. It's me. Why? Because because revival is personal. Isaiah teaches us that in chapter 57. You can go back, you can review it. It's there. Revival is personal. My body is the temple. The Holy Ghost lives inside of me. And God says, you, Aaron Smith, have a purpose in your life to glorify me with your life and with your body. What are you doing with it? And you can insert your own name there. Let me ask you something. You need revival. We must stop looking around and saying, America needs revival. Ohio needs revival. Lordstown needs revival. Bailey Road needs revival. Let's start and purpose say, I need revival. Because revival has a purpose. And if that revival happens to go beyond me, I will praise the Lord. But it must start with me. It must start with me. Because revival has a purpose. Every head bowed, every eye closed.